Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. Here's Nikki. Hey guys, guess what this is the sound of? Ah, uh, if you guessed a Celsius drink, you're right. I'm out of my own sodas this morning and uh, water. I'm just not into water right now. Uh, neither is the world because we're running out of it, you know, but uh, I asked uh, Andrew if I could have one of his Celsiuses. If you don't know, if you haven't heard that past show, I used to give Andrew shit about drinking these drinks called Celsius. It led to a, a pretty big argument, actually, uh, because I, I'm just annoyed by them because I wondered, I tried to guess why he was drinking them. They're these little, like, um, they're like Red Bull. You know, they're like these diet drinks that you find at gyms that they're always selling. This one's called Sparkling Kiwi Guava. It's a beautiful can, which marketing is everything. You know, like the packaging. If something's pink, I'll buy it. 
Um, but the th- reason I hate these, and uh, I just, I think that Andrew thinks he's actually burnt fat. That is why I was annoyed. But he really got them because Dustin Poirier drinks them and he was trying to get off coffee and they're made with like, t- they have uh, caffeine like tea in them instead. But here's the thing that bothers me. Um, oh yeah, it's, it says essential energy. By the way, they all have this cross thing and an asterisk by these points. Essential energy just has an asterisk. Essential energy accelerates metabolism. Um, No, it doesn't. There's no way. If there was a thing that accelerated metabolism, everyone would do it. Can we all just realize that when things tell us, and then this is the one that bothers me, burns body fat. No, I, I told Andrew this morning, I go, can I have a Celsius? I know I'm eating my own words here. Um, by asking for one of these, but my Zevias are out. And he was like, yeah, you can. I go, I just want to burn some body fat this morning by just chugging a Celsius. It's like, marketing is, I I get duped by it constantly. I think I mentioned this before. I wanted to do a haul of my Sephora stuff that I, I, I wanted to do a Sephora haul. I, I ordered like, like $700 worth of like stuff from Sephora. And I, that is not like a price brag. That is a, um, I gotta say though, I don't shop a lot for new stuff. So it was like one big ass haul. All of all my like, you know. What is a haul? Oh, I heard you use that before, but I'm not quite, I've never. A haul is a corridor that you use to walk down. No, a haul, H-A-U-L, is, um, it's like the slang for, um, when someone on YouTube kind of, uh, it's, it's when you buy a bunch of stuff from one place or maybe you go, go on a shopping spree. So it's like, uh, usually hauls are things that you do on YouTube where it's like, oh, I'm going through my Forever 21 haul. And it's like, you just go through your bag and like show everything you got to your followers. I, like yesterday I was at uh, the drugstore picking up some makeup because I, or at Target actually. Oh my God. If you guys saw my Target spread yesterday, Please go look at it now if it's still up. I, I, I doubt it is by the time this comes up. I'll um, try to post it on the story on our, our on our uh, podcast page, Nikki Glazer Pod. I went nuts at Target yesterday. What a haul. I should share that one, but I've already unpacked it all. I realize when I'm going through getting new makeup, which I had to get because I left all that, you know, all the makeup I got in my $700 haul from Sephora, I left it on the goddamn plane uh, coming back to to St. Louis from LA. It's like, you know, underneath, when you're getting off the plane, everyone's just like so, er- I take my time. I'm never, when people are like, you can go. I'm always seated in the front of the plane because I get a low boarding group where I pay for one I'm to the front desk. I was C20, I was C37 on Southwest and I go, hell no. Nah. And I told my assistant, I go, I'm just gonna, I have a hundred dollar bill in my purse. I'm just gonna pay a hundred dollars to someone to switch and give me a window seat, which would be a funny thing to do. Um, and someone would make a hundred bucks, but then it was only 40 bucks to upgrade to A15. So I did that. And um, when you're in the front of the plane, people love to let you go out of the goodness of their heart when they don't know that my guitar is two rows behind me. And I, I don't, I'm not in any urge to get off the plane. The bags are gonna take 45 fucking minutes to unload. Like, just let me take my time. But I didn't. I scrambled. I forgot my makeup. And for the best, right? Because I forgot my makeup on the plane, which I freaked out at first because I I landed on Thursday from LA. My mom picked me up at the airport at 6.30. I landed. Um, My bags took an hour because it was just a clusterfuck there. Totally fine. Stayed calm. 
I had a driver that was coming to pick me up because the Bill Maher show booked me ground transportation on both ends. I forgot. So my mom and the driver are there. My mom's annoyed because you had a driver, Nick. I could have just gone to your dad's show, but okay. We had to go straight to my dad's show. He did a live show at Joe's Cafe. Thank you so much to the besties that came. I didn't get to say hi to all of you because I know Glaze and the Moon Kings doesn't have uh, 20-something-year-old fans drinking hard seltzers uh, and on their phones. And so I knew the best. I knew the besties. I saw you besties up in the balcony. Um, I met one bestie who wore a Taylor Swift um, leather jacket that was adorned with like uh, different patches of Taylor Swift. I caught I caught it from across the room. He was walking during intermission with a friend, um, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's got to be a bestie." He's wearing Taylor Swift. He's probably trying to get my attention, or maybe not. Maybe that's just what he wears. And then he had a Taylor Swift shirt on underneath it, one that I also have. So I was like. I need to be friends with that guy. He found me afterwards and gave me, I'm seriously still so touched by this. If, if, if besties, if you come out to show, or if I, you ever see me in public, I love handwritten notes. I love little gifts that have anything to do with Taylor Swift. As you know, he gave me a Taylor Swift reputation tour guitar pick that was used during the reputation tour by her guitar players and he got it from a, uh, an ex-girlfriend who worked uh, backstage. And he was like, I have a bunch of them or else I wouldn't part ways with one of them. But I have I've never not lost a pick. And this is the only one I will keep forever. It was the greatest gift I've gotten from a fan. No offense to any of other fans that give me stuff. I also got uh, like signed Taylor Swift CDs from fans. So literally, if you just write a Taylor Swift quote on a fucking piece of paper with a marker, you know, your girl's going to like it. And you know what I'm into. It's not all just Taylor Swift, but you know, it's mostly Taylor Swift. So I had to buy new makeup at Target, um, which I was grateful for because I spun it. You know, I was like, I was thinking about all the things that were in that makeup bag. Oh my God, I got this new IT Cosmetics highlighting CC cream that I love. Okay, well, I'll get another one. And actually the color I got wasn't right. So this gives me an opportunity to get the right color. I was going to be just wearing a beigey kind of grayish color until that ran out. Now maybe I'll meet my husband because I don't have that great. Because what if I met a guy and he goes, she looks sick. And then I don't meet that guy. But now I'm going to get the right color. Like all these things can spin into good. I know this is like a far-fetched thing. But I did go to Target because... I wanted to go to the grocery store yesterday and I go, you know what, Nikki, you deserve to go to Target like a normal Midwestern woman. You never go shopping. I went to Target and I went buck wild. I got new makeup, which brings me back to my first point. Makeup is so dumb and it's all packaging and it's all, I, I mean, I could have gone to Sephora or Ulta and spent, there's some products where I like, I know what I like. I like to spend the big bucks, but guys, you could j- just get fucking uh, ELF, you know? Uh, or um, LA girl I use all that stuff You know what Noah I fucking love What I didn't know I watched an ASMR Tutorial didn't even mean for it To be a makeup tutorial I was just watching this model Have makeup applied to her skin While a woman talked to her like this And it was just so lovely and simple But I saw a thing I've struggled with With my brows I have brows That are like wiry pubes They are they are have a mind of their own every time I get my makeup done I they're always like can I trim them and I'm like I literally trimmed them this morning they grow so fast they are uh they're like old man's eyebrows like there's always like spindly 
blonde hairs that stick out in a different direction. They're really long, right? Which I'm grateful for because I've overplucked in some areas so I can just kind of comb over parts of it. So sometimes I leave it long so I can comb it down. But the best thing that I didn't know about a new makeup invention, which I'm always bitching about because I say that makeup is called makeup because they're making it up and we just feel like we need to buy these things. But brow, like glue, it's not glue, but it's like a paste that makes your eyebrow set on your skin flush. So it like keeps it down because my eyebrows are always just poking back up and I can do whatever I want with a pencil, but that's not keeping them down. This is boring to any man, but this is what we go through. So anyway, I picked up a bunch of new makeup. I also at Target went buck wild in the toy section and I bought probably $300 worth of uh, really cheap toys up to $7 a piece to fill my trunk with so that I could bribe my nephew and niece Arlo and Poppy so that they uh, become because I'm Santa. I'm the real life Santa. I told my sister again. I told her about the Poppy thing on Friday. You guys, she wasn't thrilled. It wasn't like she was mad. My sister's cooler than anyone. She's so nice about me doing material about her and her kids and stuff. She hasn't heard at all. I'm going to get some things. Got to get the sign off on some of these things if I do it on a special. But for for the most part, she's been so good. She's a teacher and a mom, and she let me make coin the word poppy at meaning dumb. And I that's why I went out on Instagram and I made a statement about poppy is not dumb. She's like the opposite of poppy. She's so freaking smart, and she's probably smarter than. I'm really actually Like I said in the post I'm intimidated by Her judgment of Like she just like Kind of sees through me And like will see my bullshit She's like looking at me like I know Santa's not real And I even I can't even Comprehend what Santa is yet She's two You know But I got them a bunch of gifts Because I'm bribing them Like Santa I just don't think it's okay To tell kids around Christmas time Santa's watching You better be good And Arlo snaps too When you say that He suddenly becomes so good And it's like Well that works But it's also based on a lie What if your Aunt Nikki Was the real Santa And actually did bring a gift If you were good I make a list And I check it twice So I went over there The other day And Arlo was a little angel Because I go, Lauren, have you been bribing him and reminding him that I bring a toy every time? And she goes, no, I forgot. I go, no, I'm not joking. I am going to get a toy. I'm going to get hundreds of toys. So every time I see your child, which is like, you know, three times a year, I am going to let him have a toy. The funny part is, though, Arlo and I are very similar in that the anticipation of the toy is the toy. Right. The toy itself, when you get it, you just go, he'll throw it sometimes and be like, I don't, and he'll cry because he didn't want it because he gets too excited. And I understand it. And she's like, you thank her. And I go, you don't need to thank me. You hate this toy. Be true to yourself. He's so cute. <sighs> I wanted to say a couple more things before we bring Andrew in. Conan's last show was on Friday, I believe. They usually do th- shows through Thursday, but Conan's last week was last week. If you did notice on Instagram, literally every celebrity in the world or any real any person in the world, it almost became hack to make fun of the fact that you had done Conan and you just posted a picture where you're standing next to the TV with Conan on it. Because all these comedians that haven't been on Conan were getting a little bit annoyed with comedians being like, this is me on Conan. I'm celebrating Conan, but it's really just like pictures of Conan laughing at me. That was my post. Um, And so all these comics that haven't been on Conan were like, here's me on Conan. And it's like them with their aunt who has red hair or something, you know? So it almost became hack as in like a tired joke premise to make fun of being on Conan when you're not. That's how many people were posting about Conan. 
And it was great because you know what? First of all, he deserves it. It made me sad, though, because I felt like this guy is dead. Like, this is the what the outpouring will be when he's dead, which is it's nice to see when he's still alive so he gets to feel it. But I know Conan, and he doesn't let it in. I, I, as someone who has told him how much he means to me countless times, um, he doesn't want to believe it. And... Um, and he, he just never thinks it's enough and everything like that. And that's why I love him. But I just wanted to say, because I went a little dull on my statement, on my caption about him, because I just feel like I talk about him too much and it's just too gushy. And then I read all these celebrities writing, like John Mayer wrote a book about him for his caption. I'm like, if John Mayer can write a book, I can say some things about Conan. So he'll never hear this, but, and he knows what he means to me. But if you don't know what Conan means to me, He's legitimately the funniest person on the face of the earth. I give this title to a couple people. Let me first say it's Conan. I, I say it to Kyle Donegan a lot. David Spade. Uh, I'll put Dana Carvey up there. Schumer. Like people in person, like just that are just home runs all the time. Always funny. Never let you down. Those are like my, my uh, you know, Mount Rushmore. When I discovered Conan in 1998, I posted about this too before, so I'm trying to put in new things that you haven't heard me write about because I did do an interview with Vulture about him in which I literally almost start. The guy was like, I've never heard someone talk so lovingly about someone. And then they posted it. It was just me rattling off like his favorite, my favorite bits, which I'm glad because he knows how much I love him. But when I discovered him in eighth grade, my dad, my dad has introduced me to most of my favorite artists besides Taylor Swift, Wilco, Conan, Seinfeld. Not friends, but like the things I was obsessed with, my dad really exposed me to. And um, Conan was that one where he uh, there was this great bit he used to do called satellite channels where he was like, it's really cool here at the late night at NBC. We have this amazing satellite on Rockefeller Center that gets all these amazing, weird channels from around the world, very specific channels. And so he and Andy would flip through the channels and be like, oh, what's this channel? And the channel I'll never forget was the alienated pigeon channel. And they go, the alien, they would always talk about the title and go, What's, what could that be? All right, let's check it out. And they turn it on. And it was just a p- different pigeons looking sad that they're not included with other flocks of pigeons. So the funniest shot that I'll never. So also, let me just backtrack one second. We'll get back to Alienated Pigeon. I also wrote in the article, I shouted out Brian McCann and Brian Stack, two uh, character actors and writers that were on his show. Brian McCann, actually, I ended up hiring him after he left Conan to Uh, be my head writer for Nikki and Sarah live on MTV. It was a total dream. But Brian Stack is this guy that would play. If you, you need to Google this. If you're a fan of the show, I swear to God, it'll be the funniest thing you've ever watched. Brian Stack on, on Conan, the interrupter, just type in Conan, the interrupter. Okay. That guy's amazing. His character. And then the, the ghost, the crooning ghost. He plays these two characters. They're the funniest fucking characters ever. But Brian Stack read my vulture thing where I I talked about the alienated uh, alienated pigeon channel and he wrote to me on um, Twitter. We've communicated before and I've lost my shit. He goes, I was going to write to say, uh, write you to say how much I loved your interview on Andy's podcast. Oh, Andy Richter, which is a great interview, by the way, if you want to check that out. Three questions, Andy Richter's podcast. And then I saw the incredibly sweet things that you said that uh, you said in that Conan article in Vulture. I can't tell you how much it meant to me that you enjoyed our work so much. I name dropped a minute and that it inspired someone as hilarious as you. It especially warmed my heart to hear you mention the alienated pigeon channel, which by the way, there's no documentation of this anywhere on Google. 
that I've looked for. He says, which is one of the, the little pieces I created that I'm most proud of, which to me, Brian Stack is watch the interrupter and the crooning ghost two desk pieces that Conan does with Brian Stack as those characters. And you tell me that this is, he's not going to be on my Mount Rushmore as well. Anyways, uh, thanks so much. And best again, I said, Oh my God, Brian, congrats on the celebration this week of everything you guys did together. Alienated pigeon Channel was the bit that I could not believe existed when I saw it. It blew my mind and continues to, I think about the lonely pigeon rolling up the car window as he watches a flock feeding all the time. So it was this you know, the gray Poupon commercials with the black car, and then there's like a lonely old man in the back. It was that pigeon looking out a window and then slowly the window rolls up like he's like and he's looking at a flock feeding and he's not involved. And then the car pulls off. It is so freaking funny. I said, thanks for writing and congrats on being my favorite comedic mind maybe ever. He said, hi again, Nikki. He wrote back. I can't tell you how much it means. This is the first time I'm reading this. The fact that you even rem- remember the alienated pigeons blows my mind and makes me so happy. I still remember shooting that in Central Park and trying to make the pigeon in the limo sit up the right way in the window. It's so funny. Congrats on all your well-deserved success. Uh, much love, Brian. So, so nice. I just wanted to say that um, my lack of enthusiasm about Conan besides the pictures I posted is no... Um, is no measure of the love I have for that man and how much he means to me. He is my Taylor Swift of comedy. And even though I am the Taylor Swift of comedy, but he's my, like, that's how bad, much I feel for him. And um, if you're ever bored, you guys, pull up Conan Jordan Schlansky, Conan uh, assistant, like on YouTube. It's the funniest stuff you'll ever see. And that is coming from someone who has seen so many funny things. Let's get Andrew in here and I'm going to chug this Celsius. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. 
I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Andrew. Hey. Oh my gosh. Welcome uh, to the show. I'm, I'm the Celsius is uh, delish. Thanks for letting me have one. Of course. How, how does it taste? Well, my fat's burning off and I can't even taste because uh, my body's working so hard. It's taking every kind of like sensory gland I have and burning all my fat off. Yeah, I can see I got, it melting. I'm a size negative 13 I and because I drank half of this. Look, it's no ephedrine. Remember ephedrine? Like everyone I mean, was dying. <laughs> I just don't understand why people are still following for this will make you skinny. It's very easy. It, have we have we not proven that nothing works? Like I don't it, know. You're falling. Yeah, your skin's melting. It's right true. Now. I'm. Uh, I look like I should be in a uh, biology class in a high school. I'd, I'd freaking Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm a skeleton in the corner smiling like, hey, kids, I hope you get an A on this test. Skeletons are always smiling. Um, that should be our merch. Skeletons are always smiling. Did you like dissecting frogs? I didn't. I Hell no. Oh. I felt so terrible about it. I was like uh, with Jesse Spano or whoever wanted to protest it in uh, Say by the Bell because it was mean to frogs. You know oh my what? God. It was so crazy when you had to pin them. Remember you had to pin them down the oh, skin? I don't want to. Oh. 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 
God, I don't. I, I well, hold on. Let me just finish my thought. Real sex. Sex. Sex in the city. I swear to God, I've been saying sex all. I literally told my maid this morning. I go. I'll be down in one sex, and then I type type sec. I, I mean, I, people would say it's a Freudian sex. I mean, I I didn't say I wanted to fuck my dad. Uh, your eyes do. Wait a second. Well, it, <laughs> Wait, if you take Freudian that, slip and fucking I know. Your mom, I, I was right? just trying to. I know. Yeah, for you. Yeah. I was just trying to be as like. But if you take out the I don't want to say, it just said I want to fuck my dad. <laughs> I don't want to say I want to fuck my dad, but if you you could really yeah. doctor that. Um, things that say burn fat, I just, I know I get on my little like soapbox about the shit, but I just feel like the stuff I've found in my life dealing with no, nutrition and having a, a mild to severe eating disorder for 18 years is that... Humble brag. Thanks. Um, <laughs> it's so not, it's so pedestrian to have an eating disorder. Like just admit you have one. Everyone, let, let's just get on board. Even though my mom took the test and she didn't have one and I was really, I felt disconnected from her. But um, the thing is, I was just listening to my ex-boyfriend's radio show this morning and there was an ad for like, you know, some kind of med spa that sucks out like liposuction or whatever. Uh, liposuction or what, you mean the thing liposuction? <laughs> it was like some new thing. I did a thing called M Sculpt where they hook up paddles to your ass. And I really do think that toned my ass. It was, I think, I hate to money drop and I know that sometimes it sounds like I'm bragging that I'm rich, but I just want you guys to know how much things cost and how dumb I am with money. I spent like $3,000 for three, it's $1,000 per treatment. Three times I went and it shocks your butt for a half hour. And, um, and it who feels really good. Who sells you on this though? Like uh, where did you spa, see it? A place where you go to get filler and, um, and laser skincare. I haven't had anything in so long. I, I had Botox before I did uh, F-Boy Island. But uh, in terms of filler or any kind of laser facial, I used to get that shit every month. And then the M Sculpt, my butt literally got bigger because of that. So I, I do recommend that. But this lipo stuff. But like, you do recommend it now? That's what that one I do. But it's the ones that suck your fat out. It's not going to suck your fat out. Your fat. And by the way, like no crunches are going to make you have your six pack is hidden underneath belly fat. So when, when working out is, I just want to say, it's not the best way to lose fat. And I know that some people might be like, you're wrong, Nikki, because it'll help you adopt a healthier lifestyle. It really is about managing your overeating. And a lot of overeating happens because you're working out too much. So um, as always, if you want to know how, what I've done to get over my eating disorder and have a healthy relationship for now that I have to work on every day with food, you can always DM me and I'll tell you my secrets. Um, Andrew, how have you been? How was your weekend? Fantastic. Had a great time with my girlfriend. I know. He's calling it. He, uh, I was at the gym. I was at the gym and this guy, I was introducing Brenna and, uh, I go, yeah, this is um, this is my girlfriend, Brenna. And it's just like so much quicker to say than this is the girl I'm, I'm dating. This is my friend. And then you kind of tense up and yeah. And I could see her smile a little bit. And I didn't want to bring attention to it's it, but so I know cute. it made her really happy. Well, you you talked about it later with me yeah. and her there. I had such a good time with your girlfriend this weekend. My and girlfriend. Now, and now I feel, be- <laughs> I feel more comfortable that she's your girlfriend. It's just like it... I, this this weekend and it's, it's so sad she's leaving because last week we kind of got to it but Andrew had, I got some bad, sad news that she was uh, accepted a job in Chicago which is great for her on all by all means except that you know she's leaving here where she has you but Chicago is close and if it's meant to be it'll be but this weekend I got to talk to Brenna a lot and hang out with her and she's just like 
I just love her. I was like thinking like, I was like, oh my God, I can be friends with Andrew the rest of my life, even if he gets married and like, this can work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, Because sometimes you think like, it might, you might not be able to keep your best platonic a uh, male friend which is bullshit because I could be bi and let my husband would let me keep all my girlfriends that might want to eat like eat my box not that you want to eat my box but you know what I'm saying like yeah. why do we allow that so this weekend I just felt like I was just like I want Brenna around I would want him to marry her and then we could all live together <laughs> like I, I well, just love you said, her I remember like last week I, after I said the uh, the uncle poem that everyone I'm sure has loved out there oh yeah uh you're like you want kids but we have a podcast and it made me like think about that like could i have kids as well as be your platonic friend and be there for you no we would change it would change but i think everything has to change but i could still definitely can you imagine us doing living like this for the next 20 years you and me just like (laughs) i mean i kind of can honestly my life is fantastic (laughs) dude our lives are so good my life i hate to brag i hope out there everyone has all the swells in their life my life is swell as fuck i mean there are things coming up that are scaring the shit out of me. I got to go on tour and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say on stage. But Andrew, you know me. You've been touring with me for four years now. Have I ever known what the fuck I'm about to do on stage even when I'm about to step foot? Except for my special. No, but it, dude, you are another species and I don't even think you understand how incredible your brain works. When you, Nikki will do a run through on Fallon and be like, oh, what was that line? Oh, that line. Oh, Okay, and like you'll like almost mess up word, and then you'll go out. And if it was me, I wouldn't be able to even go out there. Yeah, I'll make changes to my Fallon thing in the seconds before. You did it on on the fly. It's incredible. I've seen it in action too. That's why it works for me because I'm really I'm grateful that that's how my brain works. And, and, And you know what I'm grateful for, listener, is that I'm not like. This isn't some, oh, wow, Nikki is more talented or, or my mind works in a different way than other people's. That is true. So does yours. What I've, what I've just done is that I have accepted that my method of working is different than anyone else's and different from the model that is often touted as like the best results. Like I maybe don't work as efficiently. I don't, you know, I don't do the Berbiglia method of like writing two hours a day. Even like my friend Jeff Dye, he wakes up and he goes and he writes every day and has this like routine and that works for him. And I've always felt, and I know you in your own life at listening out there have felt like I need to do it that way. Like my way that is comfortable uh, you know, sometimes you find a way, another way that will yield more results. But what I've done is I've just accepted that I write in a different way. It's not that I'm lazy. I'm not. I'm not not doing John Mulaney's thing of you know going through notes. Whenever I would work with John Mulaney, he'd be backstage on his laptop looking at all these notes, and I'm just like eating, shoving like hummus and carrots <laughs> in my mouth, looking at a looking at my phone where there are two words written in a note, and I'm like, I hope this is now. But that's that works for me, and that's okay. How did you get to the point to accept that? Because in my mind, I would think, oh, but what if I wrote? If I wrote, would it be because better? Because I tried. Because oh, okay. I, and you know what it is some when I do have to write a Tonight Show set and give them a transcript of my jokes written long form, which is the only time I ever write my jokes long form, only time. I tend to think of so many tags, so many different new things, new ways of writing it. I would be so much better. That's what I'm saying. So I don't, then why don't because it doesn't bring me joy to work in oh. that way. I need to create <laughs> a life in which you know this is the same thing for exercising, and I really want. To, this to resonate with people listening is that I found and I still have to work at this every day when you make decisions in your life 
healthy decisions where you're like, I got to get in shape or I got to eat healthy. If you base it all off of what feels good and not depriving yourself, oh, I'm not allowed to have the thing I want or I'm, 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 I got to work out and go do that spin class, even though I hate spin class, but like, I know that burns a lot of calories. Find, I hate when people say, find an exercise that you like, but honestly, just keep trying shit until you do. Go towards what feels good because it, it might feel selfish because sometimes I do have to cut it and go, okay, you've been doing a lot of that feels good to you and that's yes. a good excuse to just do whatever you want all the time at the expense of others. But guess what? Guess what feels good? Doing good for other people. And when you are in a happy place because you're doing things that are not depriving yourself because you're punishing yourself or going to a class because you're punishing yourself or having to clean that room because you're such a gross slob, Leave the room messy. Go do something nice for yourself. And I bet you, when you treat yourself kindly and don't admonish yourself, you're going to want to clean that room in a natural way. And you, I know you don't expect it to happen, but it will. It will happen you, that you want to clean that room and you won't be punishing yourself when you do it. You'll just I, be like, I deserve a clean room. I saw... Um, I. I saw like Mike Tyson on Rogan and he was talking about, he's like, uh, you got to do things you hate and then love the thing you hate. I, I'm fucking up the quote, but yeah. essentially like go towards the thing you hate. And I'm not just trying yeah. to be contrarian to what no. you're saying, but, I, no, but no, what is that? no pain, no gain is like, it's I, all have that you ever stuff. heard of George Carlin. He goes, no pain, uh, no, no pain. pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, I was watching George Carlin last night. I just, I have always gone towards pain because I like pain because it means, oh, on the other side of this, I finally get to reward myself because I don't deserve to feel good unless I've put in the work, right? That's sure. how we always feel. But yes. when I've switched it to what feels good, I am in such a better place to do the things that I would once avoid. Like, for instance, for me to have a, a good relationship with food and myself and to love myself, I absolutely need to get out of myself, which is like, you know, my show is called the Nikki Glazer podcast. I'm tweeting about myself all day. I'm reading tweets about myself. I'm getting Google alerts for my name. I have staff of people who are just invested in the brand of Nikki Glazer, and we're all going to make money and all have jobs and all have fun. It's me, 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 me. I I'm talking right now and not letting you get into words and word and edgewise. I am so self-centered. And so when I am in my best state, though, I look to ways to help other people and I'm not petting myself on the back for this but for instance I had like three hours to kill the other day I had nothing going on which is rare for me and I just wrote my sister and I go please let me do something for you that you is on your to-do list like going to get groceries you can pay me back I'm not like saying to pay for them but let me just do a thing for you that you don't owe me anything. It's just because I, it, I go, because my sister goes, you don't have to do that. And I go, it's, again, it's selfish. But when you love yourself and you treat yourself well, things that feel good to you often are things that are good for other people because you just, you feel complete. So you want to make other, you want to mm -hmm. help other people. Yesterday, I bought myself some flowers. I was, you know, feeling, I was at Trader Joe's. You were very nice to me yesterday. I was. Well, you you got me groceries when you went to get groceries. You yeah. asked me, and yeah. you and you switched my laundry, which is just a little thing. But I don't know. It just had made you thought about me. When yeah. You thought I don't know. Whatever. No, I, I I I liked doing. I liked doing that. I was like thinking about how. I'll like to fold my husband's I was like almost going to fold your laundry because I was like it's just like a nice loving thing to do for someone you care about and um just make sure you don't leave your underwear in my laundry I, that was fucking I mean, insane Wait, did you talk about that already no but oh. can I just finish my thought yeah. and we'll get to the underwear and then we are going to the news 
Um, Apparently. I got flowers for myself yesterday. I bought I bought a bunch of shit at Target Home Goods because I'm uh, I just wanted to like spruce up my place and make it feel nicer. Spruce spruce. And spruce spruce is coming to the uh, St. Louis Helium. Uh, also, you can see him uh, June twenty eighth through the first. I, I don't know if that's true. It's actually next week. I think he's going to be there. Bruce Bruce. Uh, but I was tr- trying to spruce spruce and uh, I saw flowers at Trader Joe's and they were you know ten bucks. But they were these beautiful roses and I I never know what flowers I like when guys get me flowers. I'm always like. What, 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 would I want these You know Would I have picked these out and, and I literally and, was like Nikki What flowers If you were buying Your flowers for you Like to say to but you But you're not like, a flower person You haven't been am. in the past I am I love I love fl- flowers But they are die beautiful. You used to always go They die in three days I would just rather Someone spend money On a Starbucks <laughs> gift card for me But flowers Romantically are something I really do like In a relationship So just what did like, you pick out For your Because so I got if you roses. pick out For yourself do you want it to be so like sexual or do you want it to be friendship self? You I know what I mean? I got a like, Venus flytrap. No, I got, um, <laughs> yeah, that's I, what I'm, I like, got an old uh, dying cactus <laughs> um, that I could sit on because I love pain. So no pain. Getting raped by a cactus would be the worst. Just want to put that out there. So um, I got roses. I looked at all the flowers and I go, what would I want a boy to get me? Like, what would I be like? I feel so seen. And it was this beautiful bouquet of pink fla- pink roses with some yellow in there, too. Yeah. Like, it almost reminded me of the Lover uh, theme col- colors from Taylor Swift's Lover, which is still my favorite album. Um, and I'm still obsessed with that theme. Whatever. So uh, I got the flowers. I get in my car and I'm leaving this like shopping center. I see a woman on the corner with her two young girls and she's holding a sign that says, please help, you know, and they're in a like West County, like people buying stuff at home goods and Target and PetSmart, one of those like shopping areas. And these two little girls are probably humiliated that their mom has to beg. I mean, they're they're probably in second grade, fifth grade. And I just felt. I felt for those girls and thought, oh, someday I'm going to read these girls' books. My mom had to stand up on the corner. And I, 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 you know what? What Maybe that one, my mom would say maybe that woman is making hundreds of dollars a day standing there. Guess what? Worth it. That is, that's an embarrassing thing to do. And if, you, if you're able to stand at a corner and ask for money and you make so much more money than you would think, good, you, do, you deserve I know, it. I have weird negative thoughts. Like, she's using her daughters to get more money. But that, no, I know. That's a horrible than, thought. Than her not being with her daughters. Her daughters should Agreed. not. They should be running around. But this is what I did. I, go, I, I call the woman over and I reach in my bag and I just, whatever cash I had, I gave to her. I didn't even care what bills it were because I was like, God, you know, my idea of God, just... It, I don't care if it was like a thousand dollar bill in there. I would have given it to her, and it, 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 because I can't afford it, let me just say that this ever not everyone could do this. I gave her a big wad of cash, which she's very grateful for. And then I saw the two little girls, and I waved at them, and I go, "Hi guys, how you doing?" You know, just to acknowledge, like no, nothing about this is embarrassing. I love you. You look so cute. I was just like, "You never said I'm Nikki Glazer." No, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I, I said to the girls, "I go, this is not embarrassing for you." No, I didn't say that. Um, I said. Uh, I looked in the I made I the girls smiled at me in a way that it felt like they felt what I wanted to communicate was nothing about this is embarrassing. You're adorable and I love you. And I felt like they they went from being shy and kind of like oh this woman's giving my mom money to oh that woman's nice. And then I go actually I pulled up I was pulling away and I go I go actually come back I go would you like some flowers I would love to give you flowers and the woman came over and I go these are for all of you you each you each get some flowers I was like because you're beautiful women and I go 
I go, and happy belated mothers. I, maybe I didn't say that because it was Father's Day, but I go, you're a great mother. And I gave her the flowers and they were so touched. And it was, I felt like a fucking hero leaving there. Even though, and I really was patting myself on the back like on Seinfeld when Jerry saves, uh, he's eating at a restaurant where no one goes in. He goes, I'm really a good person. He's chewing his food so self-assured. So uh, my point is, these I really wanted those flowers for myself. I was excited to bring them home and be like, Nikki, you got flowers for yourself. And then in the end, it was for someone else. So it was like kind of what I'm saying is like when you treat yourself well, you're able to treat others well. For sure. And it just happens naturally like that. And so give give cash to, to homeless people. Try to reason that they it's embarrassing what they're doing, even if you're like, oh, they're scamming everyone and they make thousands of dollars. Listen, you wouldn't do that to make thousands and of they dollars. They don't. They don't. It's just I mean, maybe no the naked cowboy standing on the street asking for money no one so just always remember that and and give as much as you can real quick with the underwear story andrew had a pair of my underwear in his laundry so i i hook up with brenna she sleeps over she's leaving to go to work it's 7 a.m and she goes what is uh, nothing i go what she goes no it's not a big deal whatever and i go what she goes there's just a uh, girl's underwear on your floor (laughs) and i go what i go first of all like all the girls i fuck don't wear underwear you know yeah i I mean we all know that (laughs) no but i was just like i got really worried because i was like like because i know i'm not doing anything wrong so i almost feel even worse yeah and thank by the guy like first of all these underwear this is the most i said that this should be a alanis morissette ironic lyric they look like old skin for some reason this is the the definition of irony okay so they were it was a it was a beige thong that my my um stylist in the cayman islands for fy island julie she uh she gave me these underwear and i pick them up though he picks them up and i see what is, the only, what is the only way that Brenna would know they are not some other girls and that they are actually Nikki's? It has your name on it. Yes! Thank you, God. They are the God, only pair so of underwear lucky. I own with my name in it. How ironic that the- I wrote them in. I wrote, <laughs> you got to write it in all my underwear. I'm going to start writing my name in your underwear. If you're cheating, just- Find your best girlfriend that your yes. girlfriend trusts you with and write her name in that or underwear. Or write Helga. So she knows that it's just some woman at the laundromat that got it, it you know, like some yeah, nasty I don't know name. Helga. Yeah, no one's ever. Just someone that you would think is real dumpy. No, it, I mean, oh the irony God. that the only pair, like, she would have been suspicious, even though, like, he's trustworthy and she does trust him. That's why she didn't even want to bring it up, you know? The irony that those would be the only pair that would end up in his laundry and they happen to have my name in it. It's, it's like when your girlfriend finds some underwear in your laundry and you claim it's your roommate but she doesn't believe you and then her name's written inside isn't it ironic don't you think don't you sex let's get to the news yeah i really do think we should get to the news on a radio show you heard it here first yeah you heard it here first hey you heard it here first I mean, oh, can I call it like this might be one of my favorite podcasts? It's so good because we're also in our new podcast studio and people don't know, know how we're you sitting. Guys, like, we're going to show you it soon. It's so good. It's so professional. I know. I love it. I'm, I, I'm so entranced by your Mike's decision. I, I, I uh, will talk about it. After. It wouldn't. It would. The, the, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, I hope you're having all the swells out there. Oh, there we go. Ooh, Sorry I ruined all the that. momentum and you're having a great time. Yeah, you I take a- back everything I said. This show is going in, t- in the gutter real quick. <laughs> gutter time. <laughs> oh, man. But I hope you had a great weekend. I hope some of you guys might have uh, had some of this this weekend. These are some of the best positions for mind-blowing oral sex. Uh, okay. What are some of your favorite? And we'll see if they're on the uh, Okay, so my list. favorite one. And this is a move I, I, I bust. So I developed this with an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Um, Wait, it, what's this, research and development? Yeah. Like, R&D? So we, we, are, we did some R&D yeah, in my relationship. D, yeah. um, I like deep throating. I, I, like, I, I hate how the penis just crumples in the back of your neck. I did a whole bit on this in my special banging. It's like the, the, the your penis, when you push it too far in, and it doesn't take a big penis, please do not even think that. It's like it just hits the back of your throat. Like there's a wall there. It doesn't go down like a drain snake. You know, this is all the bit I did. So like to extend. Dummy. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So it does slow motion. There's like a family of four. Um, you gave flowers to. <laughs> there's a cross in the back of my uh, on the side of my tongue for the Randy family Travis that is playing. the penis that perished by hitting the wall in the back of my. So, I, I mean, we went a lot of places on that analogy, but okay. So my favorite position, and this is wild because I did R and D with my ex boyfriend. We would always do this, and then I busted it out with a new person, and afterwards because of that position and maybe a couple other things afterwards this dude was like i feel like i just like you're like a porn star because of this one move and you guys what is the move i'm telling you okay so to make your neck to make (laughs) the and i talked about this in my special as well so you might be familiar to make it so you don't have a wall in the back of your throat so it's a right angle you know if you're you lay on the bed with on your back you put your head off the bed, just your neck, like you tilt your neck <laughs> off the bed. There's a name for this. It is called the Kelvin? The giraffe. Oh, the giraffe. <laughs> so the giraffe is you lay off, you lay on your back, you put your head off the bed, and then it makes your throat, your whole throat and your mouth, one tube. And then you can get deep-throated pretty easily, and they can like kind of choke you with their dick, and you can go, and they like that sound. And, and then you spit all over them, and it's fucking hot. The, the guy that I did it with, the the newer guy was like not I don't think he liked deep throat but he was just like what are you doing and I go just trust me on this one why does he like deep throat because he I don't know he just liked it he felt like he didn't want to choke me he wasn't into like oh. that kind of play where uh, every I'm kind of into it like when I'm it's sucking like, I don't a want dick, you to I suck feel... my dick but I do own this sword that'd be cool <laughs> <laughs> or like <laughs> oh yeah you can put a sword down your oh well, that's so funny that's exactly thank you Andrew that is so funny and I didn't get where you were going I could sword swallow I really could. How do they do it? How do they do it? They they move their stomach. They literally, no, they do the same thing that I'm doing. (laughs) They make it all one long thing and they open up their throat in a way. Um, And if you yawn, I've been learning how to sing better. If you, when you yawn, just do a fake yawn right now. Your throat opens in a way that it wouldn't open normally. And that's what you're supposed to sing with is your throat that open all the time. So you're supposed to like feel that. Oh, my God. My vocal cords are fucking fried right so now. so fucking hot at, in medieval times. Like not at mean? medieval times. Like during medieval times, you'd be like sitting there eating a, a tur- an, an impossible turkey leg. <laughs> and fucking... <laughs> But, and then you just take down a sword. A, fucking the knights would lose their shit. I mean, I was bulimic for so long, and I, this is not a joke. I just my gag reflex. It there. It's it should be very intense because for when you're bulimic, your body just knows everything's going to come up. So it starts 
I can puke like on command pretty much if i bend over a toilet it will just come up i know i'm just lucky like that there are a lot of girls in eating disorder things that i talk to that are like i could never be bulimic because i just couldn't get it just wouldn't work yeah or they have a, a throw up scare but i um i got to the point where i would just when i was really badly bulimic and doing it a lot I would almost I would throw up in my mouth sometimes and be like, oh my god, it just almost came. I remember one time I was boarding a plane and I almost vomited everywhere just because I was my body was like, get this up, like we know it's coming up. But because of that, I I think in a way I've learned how to control it. Yeah. And so I cannot puke on a guy's dick. And if I do puke, it's their fault for choking me that with it, you know. And then it's kind of hot because it's like. You puke all over Like I just don't care Sex is so dirty anyway Sex is so dirty I had a guy stick his finger Up my butt this weekend Yes I did hook up You guys Didn't have sex Oh wait we didn't talk about this Up top No And he stuck his finger Up my butt And I Um I was like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Like, it's not good. Even though I wanted it so bad. And I go, I don't know what you're going to find back there. And he was like, I don't fucking care. And I was like, that's the hottest. Like, he just gave me permission to shit all over his hand. (laughs) He was bulimic at one point, so he didn't throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I, uh, the giraffe, I just, I never knew that was, I I remember you saying that was a move. Brenna did it once and we were hooking up. Have you ever had this happen? She ended up under the bed. She was under you the bed. told be- me about this. Except for her head was sticking out from under the bed. That's and then called I was the just- scared dog. The abused dog. It hides under the bed. <laughs> the booby man? Wait. Okay. So show me these other oral sex oh, yeah, positions. Okay. So you got. I love that this is the news, by the way. Oh, yeah. So you got the 69. Okay. Yeah. 69. Classic. Classic. Uh, you like being on top, I assume. Um, <laughs> you don't, I don't the like guy 69 to be on top. because it's too much to focus on. I do like. Um, the guy on top is a crime. I just don't like my pussy being eaten that much. Okay. All right. I, I just got to say that. I, I just. It's good for a little bit, but it's not enough pressure for me. The suction isn't the right speed. I need I need penetration and suction. It's just like, it's not my favorite, but if a guy is so into it, of course I'll love it. But by no means do you need to do that for me if we're in a relationship. She, she was sitting on my face the other day, but mm-hmm. not completely on my face, yeah. like half on the face, like leaning. And then I was able to penetrate her with my fingers. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Because she was leaning like a 90 degree forward. He told me a story the other morning because sometimes I'll tell him my sex (laughs) stories and then he'll just bust one out. And I just... And, and it's not a two-way street Like I can be disgusting Be like I almost shit on a guy's hand last night And he'll be like Oh cool Br- uh, Brenna did. And I'm like Little Brenna I, I had a talk with her About her <laughs> sister yesterday I don't want to hear about her having He goes She had We watched golf Or we watched the uh, basketball game Golf Yeah basketball But basketball game And she had a dildo in her The whole time And I go You don't know what a dildo is A dildo is a giant dick She yeah. had a, a, a tiny slight vibrator in her Yes, yes. Dildo, dildo sounds bigger. And, do you, what's harsh. the difference between a dildo and a vibrator, Andrew? Uh, really try to answer. I know. I'm thinking a vibrator vibrates. Uh-huh. A dildo is more like a like a dick. It possibly could have veins on it. It's Can a made dildo of, vibrate? No. Good. Okay. Noah, do you know the difference between a dildo and a vibrator? I mean, a dildo is like, I guess, meant to be penetrating you and yeah vibra- and it could be like you could add a vibrator to a dildo yes but a dildo when you just say dildo to me that does not 
connotate vibrations or like a little rabbit thing. It's like a very yeah. dick shaped object yes. thing that you shove in there. Which yeah. he had was about four inches and like maybe like made a little thing on the G spot. That's yeah, okay. Like, so that's a, a that's a vibrator. That's a vibrator. That's a vibrator. Okay, so she had a vibrator. Dildo just sounded funnier maybe at the time. I just don't want to picture Brennan with a dildo unless uh, she's, I mean. It was double ended. Dildos for me <laughs> are like porn. Seeing tiny, she's such a tiny girl that I pictured a big old dildo and I was like, it turned me on to be honest because she's so tiny and like I love tiny girls like taking big sh- things. That's like a porn <laughs> thing that I like, but not not what, my Brenna, car? not my best friend Brenna. <laughs> yeah, your best friend Brenna. I love it. Next story. I love that we're friends with uh, possible whatever. Well, you don't want to know anymore. Okay, on your stomach. Yeah, all the other. Ones. Are there any ones that you are surprised by that you want to share with me? Because I, you know, I'm I'm hooking up again, and so I'm. Well, the sit and kneel. Like a lot of times people just lay down and get oral sex. I love sitting up and getting a oh, blowjob. Yeah, you told me about that. You were like, you you sit on the bed and then she gets on her knees. I actually on, did that. off the bed. Because yes. you recommended it. <laughs> this is great. That's so fun. <laughs> I actually did that because I had never done that before where you look like you're, I actually have a joke about praying and how my mom caught me yes. praying and it looked like, and I told her it was, I was blowing a ghost because I was kneeling next to the bed much like you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had a Bible out. That's true. I always, I always. It's the only way you could get higher. <laughs> You didn't have to put it under your knees, but okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, let's get to the next story. All right. Oh, man. This one kind of annoyed me. I, I'd love to hear your take on this, honestly. Courtney Love accuses Olivia Rodrigo of copying her whole album cover from 1994. Who cares? It was rude of her and Geffen not to ask myself or Ellen Van Unworth, who's probably a photographer. It happened my whole career, so I don't care. Um, Yeah, okay, so let me just tell you. On the whole album, uh, Live Through This, it's Courtney Love accepting. Is that Courtney Love? It doesn't even look like her. Okay, so it's a prom queen accepting roses, and she has smeared mascara. It's a very close-up picture. And then on uh, Olivia Rodrigo's... uh, uh, picture she is also holding flowers it's more of a um portrait while as the whole album cover looks more like of a candid shot but her makeup is also running i can see yes they are similar things holding flat like having a moment where you're the prom queen and also crying is not original by- no it's from carrie oh. yeah and i was thinking that the whole time i was reading the article and not to pat myself on the back but then the photographer for reading literally yeah just for putting words together <laughs> i the, the photographer admitted like a year ago that like corny love talked to her for an hour about how we should do something like copying carrie so okay like, i mean corny love and now she's denying that it's carrie it, it and it's irrelevant again i get it like i hate someone recently told me that he took up uh he was like you know who's ripping you off and just wants to be you so bad and um and I was like, who? And he's like, there's a comedian that like everything she does, it's just like, you want to be Nikki Glaser so bad. And I was like, I am so flattered already by this person. Then he told me who it was. And I go, I love that girl. And the fact that she wants to be, you think that she, I don't see myself in her at all. There's sometimes I, people tell me, oh, this person sounds like you. And, and I certainly sounded like people when I started out. I did Sarah Silverman forever. You guys know that. <laughs> and... Uh, so the fact that this girl sounds like me, I just, I, I told him, <laughs> I, he song. goes, I'm so, he was like, it fucking pissed me off. Like be your own person. I go, 
listen, you knocked off someone in the beginning. I knocked, everyone needs to knock. He goes, she's been doing it too long though. Mm. It to be that. And I go, I am still flattered. She is beautiful. Uh, she, which is it. She's funny. She's cute. like, I, she has I great tits. and I said, you know what? <laughs> don't pick my battle for me. I go, I appreciate yes. it, but it's, it, I don't mind being ripped off. It is the ultimate form of flattery. And Olivia Rodrigo would not be with us today. We would not have good for you. Like if it wasn't for Taylor Swift, we wouldn't have Taylor Swift. If it wasn't for Joni Mitchell, we wouldn't have Joni Mitchell. If it wasn't for Joni Mitchell's parents fucking like it's everyone's influenced by someone. Stop it. Stop. Stop going. This is a ripoff. So what? Then don't consume it. I know people think, but I get it, Courtney. I get it. Um, Whatchamacallit. Yeah. So Rodrigo, Rodrigo did reply. Rodrigo did reply. Love you and live through you so much. So she took the higher road, like higher than I think. I recently read on Reddit that teens are by far in the customer service industry nicer than boomers or uh, or millennials like a gen z is the they're they're the nicest and they're the most like empathetic Empathetic. yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. because they have woker parents but it is the same thing and i'll I'll admit that i had a little bit of a courtney love thing when you make a joke that i've already made i don't think you stole it but i need you to know i came first bitch and i get that (laughs) i get that i get that courtney yes and you want acknowledgement for like i did it first but really i steal all my jokes from carrie stephen king's carrie but here's the thing do you do it first or do you just do it i get i get what you're saying no i just if i was aware of it i don't ever think you're aware of it that's no no i know i know i know i know i just want to be like listen i had this thought too to to have the prom queen with the crying makeup i thought of it before and and here's my stamp to show that the other thing it's parallel thought you thought of it on your own but i did it too but we were talking about this the other day that the rodrigo covering uh or copying oh, yeah. Paramore. Wait, let me. Th- so there's a TikTok of them doing it side by side. Uh, I can do it. Can I do it side by side really quick? Yeah. Because people were doing it on YouTube and going and just like playing them each. But I never saw someone layer it. And I don't want to hear the one that already did it because I want to do it. Okay, here we go. So this is Paramore Misery Business is the name of the song. Okay, here we go. Okay, ready? Say. Well, good for you, you look happy and healthy, not me, if you ever cared to ask. Good for you, you're doing great out there without me, baby. God, I wish that I could do that. I've lost my mind, I've spent the night crying on the floor of my bathroom. You're so unaffected, I really don't get it, but I guess good for you. Right? The same. I mean... I mean, it's way too high for me, so don't judge my voice. No, of course not. But it is the same... It's the same. I don't. I don't mind it. I don't care. I like it. You know what? It I makes me too. like the song right away because I've already heard it before in a different way. I'll take it. I'll take it too. However, it goes back. You I showed think me. she should give writing credit to Paramore. I think she should give a writing credit to Paramore, just like Taylor Swift did to George Michael prematurely before anyone could accuse her of. Yeah. I'm too sexy for me when she goes. Uh, the song that she did was. Um, uh, Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what. So everyone would have gone. She stole that, but she just put it in anyway. So you get ahead of it. You get ahead of it. But here's the thing. This one is too egregious not to get ahead of. You literally showed me and we can you we should post it on the thing. Nikki showed me this thing about country songs. Oh, this is so good. Eight, eight different country songs. 
exactly the same beat, exactly mm-hmm. the same guitar, and they're layered over each other. So it's like, what are we doing here? Uh, rap songs literally take, yeah. dude. There's rap songs where new rappers will take lines and verses from straight from Biggie Smalls, like whole verses. And then they'll take, you know, whatever, sampling. So it's like, why do we pick and choose who's copying and who's not? Someone recently uh, sent me a, uh, a a tweet of like, can you believe your friend copied this tweet? And I'm like, I don't need the fuck. I don't give it's, a fuck. Like, a, stop it's it. It's flattery. But you know what? You do want to kind of know, like, I got there first. Let me just no, play no, you no, one thing. No, no, no. Didn't copy my tweet. Copied, like, another whatever. Mm. Anyhow. But, like, I just I just I want to care. show you something I, I discovered. Just... Literally every song has been done before. Taylor Swift, I've learned 20 different songs on the guitar. Five of them follow the same chord progression. You can sit. Sorry, I burped. You can sing in, in and out of them. But this Olivia Rodrigo song, I learned the same chord progression. Uh, so it's like... So it literally, hold on, I'm just going to put this. Sorry, Noah, this is so annoying, but this is something I discovered that I'm really proud of. So it's like, good for you, you look happy and healthy, not me, if you ever cared to ask. Good for you, you're doing great out there without me, baby. God, I wish that I could do that, right? And then it goes, you, 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 you. Ooh, 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 ooh. Do you know what that song that is? Yeah. It literally is. So I, I'm working on a medley that goes, um, uh, so it's like, uh, I've spent mine, oh wait, I've lost my mind, I've spent the night crying on the floor of my bathroom. You're so unaffected, I really don't get it, but I guess good for you. You go talk to your friends, talk to my friends, talk to me, but we are never ever ever getting back together and you can combine the two Noah when you're a, a guitar player do you find often that you can combine two songs yes why doesn't it, everyone do it all the time you know what it is you know what it is it's about so the fun you know what it is about the Paramore thing I just realized though? wait let Noah finish oh sorry sorry I didn't mean to cut you off Noah I know that, even though I'm the one that does that most of the time let me do that let me finish <laughs> Let Nikki finish. Noah, why don't musicians always do that? Well, in certain styles of music, you have like these common chord progressions, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's what happens in, in pop music a lot. I think in country music and all of that, you can find, you know, just like the basic chord. How you can write a song. Like I could just take that thing that I learned. So to play We Are Never Getting Back Together, which I learned first, it's C, G, hold on D for two beats then quickly to e minor then back to d that's like a weird kind of progression i mean i don't know anything about music but i've never learned that one before and then i'm playing olivia rodrigo so i go it's the same exact one so what you can really do to write a song is just learn a song take that chord progression and then put different stuff on top of yes. it yes it's a new song the only time it doesn't work and i guess this is a a, a a nod to Paramore. It's also a nod to uh, David Bowie when Vanilla Ice copied him. Mm. If it's so original and it's an ear, like it's so yeah. different, you can't copy it because it's it's almost singular. And so people will go, well, that's the only, I mean, look, yeah. if you took that Paramore song, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find a song that they somehow that, copied yeah. off of. It might be harder to find, but I'm just saying like, everything's derivative. Remember? And then Vanilla Ice was, mine was, I mean, that was insane. Those songs are, you cannot tell them apart. When they start, I go, what are we going to get here? Yeah. Are we getting the 
David Bowie one or the the? I never heard the Bowie one growing up, and then I heard. I was like, oh my god, this. That was the first one I ever heard. Oh really? Pressure. Yeah. Um. Let's get to why do we care? Push it down on me. Why do I care? Oh man, she sounds thrilled. What a great week. Okay, Ed Sheeran divulges that he and Taylor Swift have already re-recorded their hit "Everything Has Changed," oh, I know, I know, and it's ready for Swift's re-recording of "Red." Yep. He was asked when he was going to re-record it, mm. and he's like, "I already have." I love a guy who can't lie. Yes, uh, the Ed. Sh- this is an interesting thing because I didn't know this until I listened to all the podcasts about Taylor Swift's albums. The uh, every Taylor album, it's on the, the Ringer podcast on Spotify, but. Um, I didn't the, the girl that on the podcast She's a huge Taylor Swift fan She was like I don't like that Every time Taylor Has a male Person on Her records She gives them The first lyric mm. And um, I don't think She gave him The first one In that one But before that All the men Got the first Which When you're having Someone on your album Don't give them the. F- we want to hear you And so but Ed Sheeran, I actually saw Ed Sheeran open for Taylor Swift on the Red Tour. That was the first time I had ever seen him. I think I had heard like Is the A team before. Is it first lyric or first verse? Like literally lyric. or first word? First verse. It's just weird. Because rap, you give the weaker or the less known person the first and then you oh. you go last. Oh, I would always want to be first. When do you want to go last? Save the no, best for last. because if You're it's on the closer. radio, people are going to hear you first. And if they don't like the song, if your buddy who's weak on the track, like... T- they'll turn it off before they get to yours maybe true um true but i'm very excited about this red re-release as you guys know there's going to be 10 new songs um including a 10 minute version of all too well which one of our besties wrote to me and said you should make t-shirts taylor for taylor swift fans and besties all the swells and so yesterday i started writing a song uh that was I started a podcast. It was March. I called up my roommate Andrew Colin. I don't know. I was just, I was just working yeah. on it. I was like, all to sweat. Wait, all to sweat. Wait, fuck. All to sweat. Wait. Um, yeah, but if. I want to know if besties would like me to do a uh, complete 10 minute version of all the swells that is talking about inside jokes on our show, which can we just go through uh, the inside jokes? Because sometimes I feel like we make them and then we don't follow up and I want to keep them in, uh, in, you know, let's, perpetuity. let's, yeah. Okay. So let's start off. We have K. everyone knows K. we're going to keep, um, I think we should end the podcast with saying, don't be K, so that we give it a little context, you know? So don't be K. all the swells, all the swells, of course, is just a way of saying like, we love you and we want you to be happy. We have poppy, which means stupid. It's based on my niece, poppy, mm-hmm. who is not stupid, but she's a baby and babies are stupid. So therefore poppy equals stupid. So, um, and again, let me say that my niece, poppy is the least poppy baby i've ever met um that going on record in case poppy hears this we also have uh the schloppies which is the uh the feeling you know how you get the heebie-jeebies when you're scared if you get anxiety and you're getting those little nerves you get the schloppies that's what we called it it was based on marnie schloppy which is the name of uh, a realtor that i uh, my family rented a house from in Vail in like 1994 and we thought that name was hilarious um and Marnie was the one, I think, that sent in that question about naming anxiety. So uh, 
schloppies is what we call it. We also have fashion eggs, which is something based on uh, Taylor Swift's Easter eggs, which are little hints that she gives. Um, Easter eggs is not coined by Taylor Swift, but when there are Easter eggs and things, there are little hints that give you maybe um, if you put them all together, you get a broader sense of things. The other day on uh, we call them fashion eggs, though, because Andrew once said the wrong thing and called him a fashion egg. You know how guys just like sometimes just like my my uh, grandma used to call blockbuster gangbusters. My mom once <laughs> called a uh, gang rape a rapeathon. Uh, <laughs> you were gonna say she called a gang rape block block rape or block a rape. Uh, uh, <laughs> my mom literally said, and, and you do hear about that awful rapeathon, and I was like, <laughs> it, it, it's so funny to me. So um, did they win like a they car? Were, yeah, they were raising money. It was at the. T- <laughs> It was during uh, Toyota-thon. Um, oh, so yeah. uh, there was a big red bow on the girl. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry to anyone. Oh, baby. So, uh, so fashion eggs, by the way, someone on our my subreddit, Nikki Glazer on Reddit, I do read that. And a lot of times it's very insulting. And a lot of times it's very sweet. But someone listening to the podcast goes, I'm looking at, the, is anyone getting anything from these fashion eggs? And let me tell you, I've got no plan for them. I'll just say that we say fashion egg when we're, we're talking about something that we can't talk about openly yet. And that later when I get, I usually tell you guys everything eventually about my personal life, but sometimes it's happening in the moment and I don't want to reveal anything. So when I say fashion egg, that's just something to be revealed. Or maybe it's something that you could figure out, but I have no plan and I'm sorry if they're very confusing. Um, and it could just be an egg in a dress. It could be, yeah, it just could be a very uh, haute couture egg, um, and of course, uh, egg meaning one that hasn't been uh, pried from an animal that has been suffering. We also have balcony. Balcony is a, fer- a term that was coined. Uh, you can say, "I'm going to go balcony." I got a balcony. That is uh, when I had a one bedroom apartment. Andrew would come over, and if I had to take a shit, I would say balcony because he would go out to the balcony so he couldn't hear and or smell. And so now we say balcony when we have to shit. Uh, there's also shittens, which is something that we'll tell later on, but that'll be something if you if you can think of any other th- words that we've coined that we maybe missed, please remind us because we want to create a glossary and we want to keep people up to date. I know we have some new listeners today. Shout out to Melanie and Brittany from the World Chess Hall of Fame, who I met this morning when I was taking a picture of Luigi. The woman, um, uh, Melanie was setting up the chess board, the life-size chess board that you can play right by our apartment in the Central West End. Giant chess piece. To, the World Chess Hall of Fame is legit. Have you been in there before? No. Dude, best bathrooms in St. Louis. I'm not joking you. I, I even told her, I go, I went in the gift shop to buy Arlo a bribe the other day. And um, it was all chess stuff, but I found something. And I had, I really had to go balcony. And so, oh my God, look, it's already paying off. And I was like, I don't want to go stink up there like one bathroom, but it was like an urgent period balcony situation girls you know what i'm talking about where it just like strikes and you're like i don't know if i'm gonna shit a tampon or what so <laughs> i went in there and i go i guess i'm just gonna fuck this up and i'll be very quick and clean about it but um i went in the bathroom and it was lux- there were so many different stalls like a vanity great lighting and so this morning when i ran into this girl i go she's setting up the chessboard and i go i i gotta tell you your bathrooms are just amazing and she was like oh my god we have the best bathrooms in st louis we were like raided i was like that's so again ironic that i said that um i met these girls i legit became best friends with them i pulled out my dating apps because i was talking about being in st louis and i needing friends and dating apps they helped me match with a person on raya who i already started talking to this morning because i was just trying to impress them like clicking through guys i got a connection i was like thanks to the guy you just impressed me in front of Brittany and melanie there are two best friends i already invited them over sometime yeah. i told them that, that you they love you um they both recognized me before i said who i was but they were nervous to say anything again anyone in st louis if you recognize me 
especially if you're a fan, please say, hey, I want to be friends with you. And to the guy, to anyone who came to my dad's show on um, Thursday night, thank you so much for going. I forget your name. There was a guy, there was a, there was a couple fans that said hi. There was one guy with Lincoln, I think was your name. You were so sweet. Please follow up with me in my DMs. I would love to hang out with you, uh, especially the guy that gave me the guitar uh, pick. Uh, I just need, I need Swifties. I need people to... Uh, sync up with maybe we'll hang out maybe we won't but i do need friends and besties are a great place to start thank you thank you thank you for going to my dad's show also thank you to andrew for going that to my dad's show night. yeah it was really really fun i played i've played performed twice now on guitar uh solo and it's my new passion and thank you for putting up with me and doing that everyone who came to that show and my dad was fucking great he's so talented dude it was awesome that whole i mean if you've so never been funny. to joe's cafe and you live in st louis you can't even go it's like private oh yeah oh i didn't know that well look into joe's cafe if you because i mean or i try to see a show there because the experience we might you, do a bestie meet up there we to should, be honest with you, we should do this. We got to get to top one, bottom one, though. This is our segment every Monday. Top one, bottom one, our favorite thing and least favorite thing of a certain category. Today, Noah, what is our category? Our category is things in fashion. Things in fashion. Okay, so, oh, speaking of fashion, egg, this is just like I, I came up with this one this morning. F- fashion trends. Let's say your favorite fashion trend, your least favorite fashion trend. Now, this can be a trend from uh, a bygone era or a new trend mm. but let's go through and it doesn't have to be you know i thought it had to be new it doesn't have to be new but if you picked new oh, okay a lot of times these are vague but let's just go through noah do you have a bottom fashion trend that you hate the most oh yeah i do <laughs> i knew you would i was like <laughs> dying to hear yours i have a couple but i think the one i'll definitely go with are harem pants harem pants those are the pants that have the uh very baggy um front section it makes you look like you took a balcony in your pants yes it it leaves you a lot of room for balcony and it um yes you know what annoys me about those pants is like they're mc hammer pants right like these models they're so gorgeous they could literally put on dog shit all over their bodies and everyone's like it'll look great on them but you can't put shit pants on, on, an, on an average looking person. It'll just look like they shit the their pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit pants. <laughs> It'll just be, yeah. They are so comfortable though. And yes, sometimes there's these, you know, Justin Bieber wears those sometimes where there's this baggy crotch in the middle <laughs> that is just inexplicable. And no, I, I got to say, I mean, I, I that's probably mine too, but I'm going to come up with a different one. But harem pants are terrible. Um, and they never look good even on Gigi Hadid. Even on Gigi? No, no, Gigi, Gigi, no look good. Oh, so what the Gigi? Oh, the Gigi, 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 Gigi. What's your least favorite fashion trend, Andrew? And this can be on a guy or a girl. Well, I guess it's a fashion trend, and a lot of it's just personal for me. Uh, there's a big trend right now: male uh, people painting their nails, mm. men, men painting their yeah. nails. I have no problem. Paint your nails all you want. For me, as a nail biter mm. and little you, stubby th- so hands, so this is one you cannot pull off. I could never <laughs> pull if I painted my nails. I people would love would, to paint your nails. Uh, we will for the when. Well, I mean, I'll do it today. Okay, how about this? The first live YouTube show from mm-hmm. our new podcast studio yeah. i'll have my nails painted okay that's a that's a deal that's that's set in stone but yeah a lot of these a lot of the fashion trends i don't like is because personally they just would not i could never pull them off and i would never have the balls to pull them off mm-hmm. so i get angry and i deflect and okay. project or whatever any jack what I, about you um i didn't really give a lot of thought to this before i uh <laughs> started the podcast so i'm coming up with one on the fly but i feel really good about it and guess what everything you come up with it is on the fly 
flies. People always go, no, I need to prepare for this thing. And I go, but when you think of it, when you're preparing, it still comes out of nowhere and it's still on the fly. You know what I mean? Um, Yes, I could have come up with more and then picked the best one. But to me, the worst fashion thing, and this one's wild because... I never thought I would feel this way, but this is how much fashion can change. I just got rid of all of my skinny jeans and that means cigarette pants all the way to the ankle. I am disgusted by them now and I don't, they, they went from being my favorite kinds of pants to wear to now my least favorite and it's all because fashion has changed and I am a slave to the trends and I but, pay but attention. what is skinny jeans? Like what's skinny the wrong jeans, with skinny jeans? Because I, for a while I was confused. Even the high-waisted know? ones? No, I love high-waisted everything but the, if it's a cigarette pant with the with the ankle being tight at the bottom, right? Tapered, yeah. Tapered, not good. I like a boot cut. I like a straight leg, anything, but I never ever take away my mom jeans and my high-waisted. High-waisted, forever. Low-waisted, all I'll go back to it. I've got a pretty flat stomach and that I'm, I'm someone who looks good with a low waisted. I don't have a lot of muffin top. That's not where my body stores fat. So I'm lucky in that way. But it is not a good look for 99% of the population. And guess what? I'm aging. It's about to not be. I don't want low waist to come back. It's not good. But uh, I love I love a high waisted. I will never stop a high waisted. It will never go out of style for me. But I was completely shocked that as soon as I was because for a while Noah I was very confused Gen Z came out with a thing where they admonished us for the the side part and the skinny jeans I thought skinny jeans meant just like ones that weren't like bell bottoms like I was thinking like any and I was confused as like do I have to get rid of all my jeans no it's just the ones that like tuck like hold your ankles interesting they don't make you look skinny they actually I have skinny legs and they always make my legs look bigger because I got some big ass uh chunky uh calves my calves are chunkier than andrews it's weird and um i've always had boy calves um and i'm so glad to say goodbye to them and i loaded them all in a suitcase i'm getting rid of a ton of clothes i cleaned out my closets and i'm so glad to actually reach a level where i'm getting rid of something not because gen z told me it wasn't cool but because i actually don't like it so now gen z has permeated my own thinking Ooh, I mean, put skinny in front of anything, though, and it'll sell. I feel like skinny margarita. I mean, that's why you got Celsius. Skinny drink. These these jeans burn body fat. I literally am only trying to make Kirsten laugh right now. I know Kirsten, listen, <laughs> Kirsten laughs anytime I go, it burns all your body fat. <laughs> Kirsten and I used to make fun of those Neutrogena commercials where the, there's two girls that are friends that are like... <laughs> You got to be a 90s kid to remember this, but they'd be like, we got this new uh, Neutrogena. Uh, they, they go like, it has these little beads in it, like little micro scrubbers. <laughs> and the girls would always like joke like, they're little micro scrubbers. And we used to make fun of any kind of marketing lingo. Yes, yeah. Uh, so that one was for Kirsten and for anyone else who enjoyed it. I'm just envisioning a girl splashing her face. Yeah, in those commercials, they always are splashing. Jennifer Garner, it's all I use. I do with your Capital One credit card. Isn't there skinny margarita too? That's another oh. thing. Yeah, but like adding skinny, skinny latte, it just makes skinny pop. You that popcorn oh my is God, bought yeah. more than any other popcorn because it has the word skinny in it. Why and are I we pop- not doing this with a? Pro- oh, we're going to start selling something. Well, this is the skinny Nikki Glazer podcast. Of course, it you is. know that, right? I can't if wait for the sign to get this, in. You get skinnier. Actually, you probably will get skinnier if you listen to this because I'll t- teach you that getting skinny is not about exercising and uh, eating less. Um, Noah, what is your number one fashion trend that you do love and you hope never leaves us? Is it fat ass shorts? Oh, you're actually close. Uh, (laughs) It's in style now. Biker shorts. Oh, 
I love I love that they're in style because one uh they're really comfortable they're high waisted uh, they keep my thighs from like thrusting into each other dude and irritating them I so l- I, love, I them. love them I love them too girls and, and leggings too leggings are fine even though they resemble a skinny jean um love this one can I say though I got some lululemon sent to me from a very generous fan sent me a ton of lululemon um i can't even i I like oh i i have to go down on her at some point i think because it was just so nice i got so much and i don't deserve it this is it's (laughs) absurd when you're a celebrity because you get things when you can afford to buy things for the first time in your life people give you stuff for free It, it really doesn't make sense but i'm really really grateful i got i said i was a size four at lululemon bitch please i am not I am definitely a, a, a six, which is still very tiny. This shit is tiny. The size four bicycle short, which is so cute. And I got a matching bra. I mean, I was a matching bitch this you weekend. You could bring it in too. What? You could trade it in. I know I could trade it in, right but I just wanted street. to wear this. It literally, we live next door to Lululemon and I'm too lazy. I was like, I'm just going to wear something that's too small. <laughs> Noah, yesterday I went to Target and I am looking in the mirror um, at some shoes that I put on and I see from behind what these bike shorts are doing to my leg there is so there it's like you know the it's the like Pillsbury. the Pillsbury yeah. there is a indent where they're hugging my thigh my thighs are pretty lean I don't have really fat thighs and I, I don't really have that much I'm just it sounds like I'm doing a brag fest but I'm just I'm not trying to I don't tend to have a lot of cellulite I don't know why but yesterday holy sh- I caught a glimpse and I just want to tell the listener right now I usually if I saw that what I saw on my thigh yesterday, which was like, you see the from the behind and you've never seen it. And my legs were pale, um, not spray tanned. They were being p- pulled in a way by these tights that are too tight that it was cutting off the circulation like a rub. <laughs> and then it was like Pillsbury Doughboying, my mid thigh. There was a lot of cellulite, varicose veins, every like a, a leg of, I go, that's a mom's leg. Like that's, I remember my mom's <laughs> like, and I didn't judge my mom for having that leg, but that was my mom's fucking leg, right? I was in a bad mood for two aisles and I couldn't really put my finger on it because I'm so not in tune with that stuff anymore. Like my body and my looks do not get me down anymore. And they used to only get me down. Like if I was in a bad mood, it was because I felt ugly that day, right? And now when I feel ugly, I just go, well, you ate a lot of salt yesterday and you didn't sleep well. Of course, you're going to look haggard. It's fine. Like, I laugh about it now. But this, I, di- I didn't have that moment in the mirror. I just went, ugh. And I didn't take the time to go, Nikki, this is funny. Look at yourself. It's funny that you thought these shorts fit. You're walking around. This is hilarious. You're still a good person. Your leg looks a little fat. You don't need to go punish yourself by starving. You don't need to go get a spray tan. You're, ju- you're just a woman with some tight bicycle shorts on at Target. And it was two, there were two aisles and I was literally in the fucking worst mood. And I, I didn't even know it was that because it was so detached. And then I remembered what, I go, why did I all of a sudden go from being in the best mood to the worst mood? And I realized, oh my God, it is because I saw my leg and I and I it, it made me sad and I in that moment go I said the same thought I just go Nikki you are 37 if your leg didn't look like a mom's leg something's up you need to have cellulite on your leg I'm so glad you do have it um and your leg is pale because you didn't get a spray tan any guy who will anyone who loves you in your life would never love you less because your leg looked like that let it go. And then I fucking bought a million things to deal with my anxiety. No, I like, no, I literally you bought like, a lava I was, lamp, I which it, looked like your leg. I, go, I did get a lava lamp. 
I got a lava lamp that didn't work. I have to return it. What? And I know it sucks. It didn't lava. Um, <laughs> what? But uh, I just want to say that, like, I really feel like I have figured out something that most women and men could really benefit from if you can somehow get there to laugh. To like just laugh and be like, look at you. You look like shit today. It's so funny. Yeah. If you not be mad at yourself about it, but just laugh because laughing is even like kind of being mad at yourself. It's just a gentler way. And I swear it it works. And I never would have believed it before when people used to be like, love your body. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm disgusting. And um, I'm there and it's freedom. And you can by aisle 12. You can feel good. If you're Let's doing get, lunges. What's the best fa- fashion uh, accessory or a trend for you? Number one. Well, it's funny that you went off on like tapered stuff, but I love a man's, uh, the ABC jogger from Lululemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good pant. It's just like, I don't know what it, it, it makes me it feel sporty. It could go with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day, like the idea of a guy having like a tapered, like, um, like, uh, on the bottom of his leg, it would be too girly, mm. but it's just like in the in between where I feel very comfortable. Wow, I think I look athletic still, even my forty one yes. year old body. Like I don't know, it makes me feel confident, and it's just so fucking comfortable. And I'm glad that it's in style. And I don't know, it's great. Can I say that nail polish uh, is maybe my favorite male trend if you want it, because. It's, I'm not going to give it my top one, but um, those Lulu pants, by the way, are 100%. Like, I got them from my dad. Like, every guy looks good in them, and they're super versatile, and they're a great gift for a man in your life at Lululemon. We're not promoting them in any way. But keep giving us free clothes. Um, I will <laughs> say that nail polish on a man is, to me, means he's possibly bisexual to me, which is fine. But uh, let, let me just say, like, I assume a lot about him. Well, your boy MGK rocks now. Machine Gun Kelly. I could see Machine Gun Kelly being open to making out with a dude like and like that being hot to me. Not saying that it's a bi thing, but a man with nails. It's such a great way to express yourself. And I am just now on board with doing really like interesting nails and getting into nail art because I always looked at nails as like, oh, God. Now it's just like a new form of expression. And I love uh, I love nails uh, on men. And I also for my one, I'm going to go with uh, sunglasses, sunglasses of any kind. And there's some really cheap ones at ASOS that I got from my stylist that I lost last week, but I have never gotten so many compliments in my life. They instantly made me feel fashion forward. I'm going to try to find them today and I'll post them on our story if you guys want to get them too. Um, Because everyone was like, those are designer frames. I'm like, they're ASOS. Um, So they might be, I don't know how much ASOS is, but I tend to think of it as cheap. Uh, those glasses, when I put on sunglasses, I feel safe. I feel like I'm in my own little, it's almost like when I have my AirPods in, like I feel protected from the outside world, not in like a famous way, but you also look cooler. Um, and I just think sunglasses are, uh, the, the coolest accessory. And that's kind of a lame fashion trend because it's not, but like having your sunglasses make a statement. It is funny though. Like our fashion trends, like there's like probably people that are actually really into fashion and there's probably like. There's a lot of language probably out there and like different kind yes. of fashion that's oh, you know out right what? now. Can I do one? You know what I mean though? That like Oh yeah, like I we don't even... know fashion. <laughs> like pleats and different kinds of like styles of things. Let me just say another fashion trend like, I, I fucking like... love is bigger girls, every every size girl with a midriff with a crop top. And like you know what I love is women wearing outfits that are usually reserved for skinny girls and like yes. bigger girls fucking wearing them and 
the whole idea that you know big girls can have cute clothes too is so tired because of course they can and there's so many let me just say unique vintage one of our sponsors has so many cute plus size outfits where and i love that they have plus size models too because there's sometimes I I I want something and it's like a girl that's much bigger than me and I go god it looks so fucking it's so nice to be inspired by a, a bigger model to be like I want to look like that and and that and I and truly believe it and I just I love when I see a girl who is not scared to show her body I love a I love a fat girl in a swimsuit let me just say that I love a fat girl in a swimsuit I don't want women to miss out on enjoying the pool or enjoying water anymore because they have to get in a swimsuit. Women miss out, and so do men, right, with T-shirts. Well, there's Final those thought. shorts called chubbies or whatever that make me feel comfortable because it's like a bunch of, like, thick men e- wearing short, colorful shorts and just rocking their thick little bodies. Oh, what is this? Chubbies, I think it's called. Final thought. <laughs> I-, I hope that this summer, if you're a girl or a guy out there, and it's easy for me to say because I'm a fucking skinny bitch or whatever, if you are ashamed of your body in any way this summer and you're going to miss out on something fun, maybe you don't want to wear a tank top because your arm skin is sagging, which is going to happen to all of us, right, ladies? Or you don't want to go on a fun um, vacation because your friend is skinny and she's going to wear a swimsuit and look so great in front of you and your husband is going to see her and he's going to think you're fat. It, it's not, you know it's not about that, right? There are so many swimsuits that fit everybody in the if you can't it's easier said than done and i hate to like i just want us all i hate seeing women it's mostly women miss out on fun because they're scared of what their body will look like in front of other people and if you're someone who's another person who is ever commenting on someone else's body or whispering or making someone feel different because they're wearing something maybe you think they shouldn't can I just tell you, you're so obvious. Literally, everyone always, as someone who was anorexic and yeah. walked around like a skeleton and had people talk about me behind my back constantly, um, and as someone who has also been friends with famous people who see people talking about the, them around me, you're not fooling anyone. You are so obvious that you're talking about someone and you're looking. I am so good. I used to do this thing. I did it uh, two years ago because I, when I was still struggling with my eating disorder two years ago, I would wait till night to eat and I would go meet with my friends who all knew I had a fucking eating disorder so they didn't care but I would just get the salad bar at this place and I would get a gigantic massive salad I just loved it so much I'd pile it it looked like you know Kilimanjaro on this fucking plate and anytime I would I walk to Mike my- Posner climbed up <laughs> he got bit by a rattlesnake on, on my salad <laughs> uh I would get back to my table and I, this I went through this so many times on my uh, campus at the dorms when I would eat and I was a skeleton at the time and I would have people whisper at me and tables look over and talk about how much like vegetables I was eating oh that's the anorexic girl She'd look at her plate of vegetables with no dressing and like judge my food and hate me for it because I'm doing this to myself clearly or you know let me just tell you you're so fucking obvious when you're talking about other people when you whisper and then they both turn around it's so obvious. So this is what I would do. Noah, I had a pile of like salad on my plate and I knew these bitches at the next table were looking at me. I had no question. It was like girls and guys like all on this like birthday party dinner. I knew they were like, I saw one of them look at me and then I saw her kind of at the periphery. This is me walking back to my table from the salad bar. I saw the girl see me. 
It's all prof- I didn't even watch them. Then I see the girl tilt to her side to tell a friend. Then I see that friend look my way. And then I see that friend. And then by the time I get over to my table, I know that the entire table is going to be looking at me because I'm not even facing them anymore. So they feel safe to all look at me. And then what did I do? I literally in a mo a second i just whipped around and looked at them and they all freaked out so much because i knew they were gonna be staring at me they had no idea so i turn around in my chair do a fucking you know uh exorcist 180 with my head spin and i go what and i just looked at them i go what and they just they they can't handle it because they got busted i I go i really i'm i love salad is that what do we just want to openly mock me like And I've said this before on the show. I've looked in. I know a lot of people who are fat and I've heard their stories and I've read Lindy West's book. It's called, oh, what is her book called? Noah, look it up because it's so good. And it gives you such a great detailed experience of the of the fat experience. Also, Hunger by um, Roxanne Gay. It's amazing. But it just lets you know how much fat people and people who look different get made fun of and get get all the time and by people who are good people who are just trying to share uh you know when you're awkward with someone it's it's easier to make fun of someone and, and oh now we have a commonality we can both make fun of that weird homeless man walking by i literally you can be like the most crazy looking like you know walking in a weird way with balloons attached to your wheelchair and all these things i will never look at you <laughs> walking I will never. in a weird way but here's the balloons thing attached to your wheelchair. you know like you know when there's someone no, like know, really no, egregiously just, like walking no. on the sidewalk and you're maybe eating lunch and you just kind of see it and you know or it's a maybe a little person yeah uh, a little people constantly have people whispering about them constantly all i'm saying is that you're not be different Be the person at the table who literally does not say anything about that person that everyone is going to talk about. I have to go. But a final thing that I want to say is that uh, Lindy's book is called Shrill, by the way. Right. Shrill. Yes. It's so good. A.D. Bryant was in the the, uh, TV show about it. Lastly, I just want to say, don't do the obvious thing. Don't be be your second grade, fifth grade person who is going to snicker about someone else because even though you think you're not getting caught, they feel it. People feel it when they are getting made fun of constantly, okay? I, I have been there before and I'm not even, haven't been in the, the worst part of it. Here's another thing I learned is that sometimes when you see an obese person that's like, you know, limping down the sidewalk or a disabled person or a little person or someone that looks like, you know, has a facial disfigurement or something that's like stands out, you tend to want to not look at them, Right. Like I just said, ignore them. That's not good either. Because sometimes they feel completely ignored because people don't want to look at them because, oh, if I look at them, they'll think I'm making fun of them. Just say hi. Just literally when you're walking by someone that maybe has an acid attack on their face or has a crazy birthmark that looks weird or is now bino or, you know, something that you go, oh, my God, that's different. Just smile and just go, hey that's all you have to do it's not making fun of them it's acknowledging they exist which is is what they want but just be if you can go out there this week and when someone is at your table or your friends want to make fun of someone you don't have to admonish them just just drop it and then change the subject treat them like olivia rodrigo treated courtney love with with just acknowledging it acknowledging it and saying Thank you. And if you're a fat person or someone with a disfigurement or disabled and maybe have anything to say to this, to add to it, or maybe I'm totally misrepresenting you, but as someone who looked repulsive to the human eye for many years of my life and made everyone talk about me, 
I, I get a sense of what it's like. And I would love to hear your experience to share more on it. We got to go. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't be ke. Get all the balconies, all the swells. Don't be ke out there. And all the swells. And hey, if you ain't fashion egg, and what are you doing out there? You know, Is that a fashion egg? Could be. We we'll don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. All right. See you Will tomorrow, we? guys. This is going to be a good week. We love you, besties. See you soon. <laughs> Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.